Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Beauty Squad podcast. I'm here to look after you and share some secrets with you, basically. Um, so yeah, you may have listened to my previous episodes on um what was I talking about? About obviously etiquette, basically MUA etiquette of how to kind of interact with your artist and get the best out of the cosmetics house you're going to. So there's a few other things I want to talk about. So that last one was basically give and take. So this one's obviously take and give. Um, so what I wanted to talk about was eventing, right? I can tell you by fact, every counter manager, and obviously being a previous counter manager, when they're doing events, they want their seats filled. And I mean filled. So say, for example, you're on a budget and you're like, you know what? I can't really afford to maybe pay the money to go to the event or um, it's just not my month, basically. Ways to get around that. Say, for example, Brand X. So this is just a made up brand. Um, it's having an event at three o'clock. I would actually rock up to that event at three o'clock. And just be like, is there any spare split spaces? Like, if they're having, like, a sit-down event, they want their chairs to be full. They don't want them to be empty. Even if out of all those ten people sat down, two or three of them buy, it's still a win for them. Because when they're turning on events like that, it's actually not costing them anything. Um, a lot of them are done by their head artist. So I used to have a lot of head artists um, I used to work with in the past who would kind of manage and run their own events. They would ring their own clients um and get them booked in and we'd have like a vip list um of clients to ring when we're doing like you know maybe a skincare event or if we're doing like a makeup event or a fragrance event we know who bought what previously um and you know it's all gone electronic now so you know you could filter out a lot of those clients who were buying specific products um and bring them in for events or new launches so every counter wants to look busy so find out when they're doing events and you know see what the gist is you know is it to buy products is it like a minimum spend um and utilize the service what they are offering you so it could be like you get a little free bottle a uh, bottle of champagne or a free glass of champagne or prosecco or whatever um and you get maybe one of their head makeup artists to do a live demo in front of you that is really good because it's really interactive. So definitely look at events. I don't know how that's going to work with COVID um, or post-COVID because I don't know how the, how, like the whole social distancing thing. But those things like that are really good good things to go to. Um, and if you can get them for free or if maybe you notice that, you know, a, a particular counter is doing an event and they've got empty seats, I'd walk up and like, can I sit here? Is it okay to sit here? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. So you're taking up a seat um, to make them look busier. So you're kind of doing them a favor. So you are ta um, giving giving something to them. But at the same time, you're taking the knowledge from them. So that's why I say take and give um, in this episode. So events are really good. So I would definitely ring up um, your counters when everything's back open and see what events they have planned. What This usually corresponds with launches. So when you know what product's being launched in a particular brand, nine times out of ten up no actually i won't even say nine i would say ten times out of ten um they're going to be having an event turned on or switched on or planned uh coming up and it could be in in the quieter time so a lot of counters if they're smart they plan their events when they're dead so obviously it brings more footfall and traffic to their counters so giving advice to counter managers out there i wouldn't be planning your events on the weekends because you know they're busy 
I would look at your days when they are the worst or your worst selves of those days. Um, so if it's like a Monday are always a given, they are always dead because everyone's back to work and dying from the weekend. I would plan your events Monday to Wednesday. So that's just some advice I would give to counter managers if you're new to role or if you're new to makeup and you're a makeup artist and you're like, do you know what? I want to run an event. I want it to be successful. Run it on those days. And there's two reasons being for that. It makes you look good. But at the second time, it makes the counter and everyone else look good, your team. But it brings those people in who want to come in. So they're not the people who's just passing by, who's doing what I said previously and just fillers. Um, I used to call them fillers. They're fillers, basically, um, who aren't going to spend. Or they might spend, but they might just buy like a lip gloss or something. Or just be like, oh, no, I don't want to buy anything. So they're time wasters, basically. Um, but that type of event, when you have it on like a Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, it just means you're getting in the people you want to get in, who you know are going to spend. Um, at the same time, it generates that busyness to your counter. So it makes it look like you're busy. Um, but at the same time, if you're a makeup artist, you're trying to plan an event, try and use that, not algorithm, use that format to kind of get those customers in. Um, and that's, again, as a customer, how you can get something for free. And, you know, no cosmetics hall wants to be quiet. No cosmetics house wants to be quiet. And if it's a case of they got 10 people at the counter and only one of them buys, they haven't really wasted any resources. So I wouldn't be too shocked on that and how they do it. But that's one tip, eventing. Next up is wedding makeup. So what I would do if I was getting married, which I will eventually to my beautiful um, fiance Lee, I would... Well, I'm not going to get a makeup artist because I do my makeup myself. But if I was a woman or a guy and I didn't know how to do my makeup um, for my wedding, I first would look into my makeup bag and look at the products I have because those would be the products and that's pretty much all you need to do a wedding makeup. All a wedding makeup is, is just a nude makeup. It's the most basic of makeups to do, yet you can be charged the earth for it. Um, and with all the kind of drugstore brands coming out and you know um quality of drugstore brands it really is giving the luxury end a run for your money so if i was trying to be savvy with my money and this is a take not give um i would go to a cosmetics house a reputable one which they have a good artist on or you know being recommended by someone and i would go and have my makeup done and I would actually buy two things, like a minimum spend, whatever they want you to spend it on. Um, but I would buy the foundation. And I would most probably buy, what about either a skincare product or a good cleanser. And the reason why I would do this is most of the time, I, I do find the luxury foundations are better. I mean, I have, I have used cheaper ones and they have given them a run for the money. But if you kind of want that experience, and want to know how to apply your makeup a luxury brand would kind of give you a better service or more luxury service so here's my train of thought you go to brand x right you have your full makeup done for your wedding um as in like a trial like a wedding trial because what i never understood right you can go to a makeup artist and have a wedding trial done and pay 60 or 70 euros and get no free products where you can go to a makeup artist on a counter get your makeup done and redeem that money like 70 euros or 50 euros and get product. So 
where it comes down to freelance makeup artists that's the only weakness a freelance artist will have they have nothing to give all they can give is experience whereas if you went to a makeup artist on a counter they can give their experience and give you products as well so you're getting one of those things free if you get what i mean so i would go to the makeup artist on a counter i would have a trial done i would take a foundation and i actually most probably would take a cleanser a good cleanser just to ensure my makeup's being removed properly up to my wedding um and then i would get them to list everything they used and then i would go and buy drugstore versions of them because they're pretty much exactly the same so i know that sounds really like shady but a makeup artist you can say to them listen I want to book in for makeup um, for you to do my wedding makeup. I don't need you to bring any makeup other than your brushes. It's basically it. Like literally, all you need to bring is your brushes. That will reduce the cost of the makeup artist coming to you. Because I know for a fact, if someone rang me up and said that to me, I could not warrant give, spending 200 euros, uh, charging them 200 euros for a wedding makeup when they have their own makeup. That makes no sense to me. All they're paying for is the skill to, for it to be applied. That's like a hairdresser going to a client with no color and just applying their color and expecting to charge the same. It doesn't work like that, in my opinion, anyway. So that would be one way of kind of getting around it and just be completely, completely transparent with them. The best thing to do with makeup artists, they're like hairdressers, is be completely transparent. Tell them, you know, I don't have the budget for this. You know, times are hard. Obviously, they are. Um, I obviously want to be as savvy as possible. And I know you're an amazing artist. And I just want to, to pay for your service. Like, I don't need you to bring any products. Just bring your brushes to apply it. I've got all the products here. I've been, I've had my test done. I've invested already in the makeup. I just want you to apply my makeup. So that's a really good hack for weddings. If you're going out and getting weddings done. Um, or you're get, going to a wedding party. Stuff like that. You can still go get it done on a premium counter and go out and buy the dupes. Because um, look, let's face it, guys. Fucking highlighter is a highlighter. Like, I know it, like everyone's like, oh, yeah, like Anastasia bride pomade. I bought one from the pine shop the other day for 150 and it's changed my life. Like, I swear to God, it's changed my life. Um, so things like that, it's just to be aware of. But you can be quite savvy. There are other things I'm going to talk about, um, but I'm going to break this up into smaller sections for you. Um, I've kind of touched on counters and everything. The next thing I'm going to talk about is fragrance, and that will be in my next week's episode. Stay safe, guys. Stay cute and stay sexy. Lots of love. The Beauty Squad.